Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. James chapter number 4, the Bible says this in verse number 1, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Uh, um, from whence comes wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even uh, of your lust that war in your members? You lust and you have not, you kill and desire to have, you cannot and cannot obtain. Uh, you fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss uh, that you may consume it upon your lust. Now look in verse number four. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world uh, is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world uh, is the enemy of God. Look again in verse number 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of this world is, the in, is enmity with God or opposition with God or total opposites from God. And then he says this, Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. That's just the Bible tonight. That's, that's straight out of God's Word. If we're a friend of the world, we're the enemy of God. Now, I, I really don't have a, a title. I guess if I did, I guess you could say it like this. Are you an enemy of God tonight? Are you an enemy of God tonight? Father, I love you. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us tonight. I pray, God, that you'd bridle our mouth. God, help us to say nothing, Lord, that you wouldn't want us to say. God, help us to preach only the words that you would have us to say tonight. God, I pray, Lord, Father, that we would get understanding. We would gain knowledge from your word tonight. I pray, God, that you'd help me to say everything, Lord, that you want me to say. Help me to say it in the right spirit, in the right attitude, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you just breathe on us tonight. Tonight. We'll be careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to talk to you out of this verse for a little while tonight and just see what we can learn. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever is therefore, or whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now look what he said in verse number five. Do you think that that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth is in us lusteth to envy. Now look, watch this. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain? James is saying, do you think that the scriptures are not right? Do you think that the scriptures are just words on a page? It's so much more than that tonight. I said this already and I'm going to say it again, but the Word of God is our final authority tonight. The Word of God is what we base everything in our life off of. If I could say it this way, to put it in secular terms, the Word of God is our SOG at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. It's our standard operating guidelines at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. It is the Word of God. If you don't take a stand for something, you'll fall for anything. 
Amen. If you don't take a stand for something, you'll fall for anything. So we have to take a stand for something. And what we stand on needs to be right. It needs to be right. We don't need to stand on something just because. I said this. I think I said it teaching Bible college the other night. I may have said it here, but if you're not careful, as a preacher, you'll hear somebody else preach something and you'll just go preach that and you'll preach it out of context because the other person preached it out of context. When a preacher preaches something, you ought to go home and study the Word of God and make sure he's lining up with the Word of God. I want to say this to you tonight. We're living in a mixed up society. Now you can say amen. If you'll say amen, we'll get through this whole lot quicker and get to choir practice. But we're living in a mixed up society tonight. We really are. This society is a mixed up society. Uh, what once used to be wrong uh, is now right. And what used to be right is now wrong. That's the society that we're living in today. Uh, we're living in a mixed up society when they even contemplate in their mind, they even contemplate in their mind not only murdering a baby before it's out of the mother's womb, but murdering a baby after it's out of the mother's womb now. We're living in a mixed up society today. We're, I'm telling you, it's, it's a jacked up society that we're living in. And the sad thing about it is this, is it's just not society is changing, but so many churches are changing today. So many churches that used to stand for what's right. So many churches that used to have a dress standard and so many churches that used to sing what is right and have the right music. You know what, you can take Amazing Grace and, and, and you can make uh, Amazing Grace just practically a rock song. And just because a church claims that it sings the old songs, uh, but they've got a 50-member band playing rock music behind it, does not make it right. It's a mixed-up society today. I thought about this verse, Malachi chapter 3, verse number 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob were not consumed. Even though society has changed, God has not changed. Even though some preachers have changed, God has not changed. God's not changed his mind about things. I want to say this. If it was wrong 20 years ago, it's wrong today. If you held a scriptural, biblical standard against something 20 years ago, and you don't hold it today, then you're wrong. If I held a biblical, scriptural standard against something, when I come to this church and I've dropped that standard, then I'm wrong. I'm missing the best for this church. And, and, and our society wants everybody, it, it's just, let's all get along. Let's just all get in a circle, hold hands, and sing Kumbaya. I'm going to tell you something. There is some crowds that I'm not yoking up with tonight. I'm not yoking up with them. I'm not going their way. I'm not supporting their meetings. I'm not going to their church. I'm not yoking up with them. Because when I yoke up with them, it says that I agree with what they're doing. Now you can holler amen or old me tonight, but that's exactly right. God has not changed. And I'm not planning on changing either. Society may change. 
Other preachers may change. Your so-called hero Christians may change, but God does not change. Sin does not change. The ways of God does not change. Listen to this verse tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. And I'm going to read you a lot of scripture tonight. And let the Bible speak for itself. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Here's what we want to do. We want to pull that verse out and we want to use it in marriage counseling. We want to pull that verse out and say, now brother Dakota, if, 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 um, what's her name? Lacey. Kelsey. That was the one before, wasn't it? But anyway, Kelsey. <laughs> She's watching. I still love you, Miss Kelsey. Is her middle name Lacey? No. Anyway, we want to pull this verse, Brother Stan, and you tell, you, you tell me if I'm wrong. I'm going to give you permission to correct me if I'm wrong on this. We want to pull that verse and say, Now, Brother Dakota, if she's not what we are, you don't need to marry her. Is that not what we do? If they're not saved, if they're not of the same as we are, we use this verse talking to young people. But hear me, it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. The Bible plainly, you say, I thought you was talking about an enemy of God. I'm headed there. We may get there tonight and we may not. The Bible plainly states to us, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now watch this. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. God says, what fellowship do we have with, with the world today? Why do we think that we're supposed to yoke up with the world? Because it's got church on their name does not mean they're of God. Because it has Baptist on their name does not mean they're of God. It does not mean, well, preacher, it, it, you know, we just need to get along with everybody. I will get along with everybody. But there is some standards that I have set that I will stand firm on. No, I'm not going to be ugly to them, and I'm going to be kind to them when I see them out. Matter of fact, just to be honest with you, most of the times, it's the guys like we are that hates me. It's not the other guys. I have a great relationship with them. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to yoke up with them. Because the Bible... Man, y'all ought to be saying amen tonight because I'm giving you God's word. And if you've got a problem with what I'm saying, you don't have a problem with me. You've got a problem with God. I'm not yoking up with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes by. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because the Bible tells me not to do that. What fellowship am I to have with them? And then here's what he said. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. 
and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters saith the Lord Almighty. She said, Preacher, what are you saying tonight? I'm saying this in a world that is ever changing. God instructs us not to change. God instructs us not to change. Madeline has a boyfriend. Has a boyfriend. You say, does that bother you? No, it don't bother me. It would bother me if she didn't think boys was good looking. That's when I would get worried. I'm just being honest with you tonight. I'm being as real as I. It does not bother me that Olivia thinks Mason is cute. It does not bother me that Victoria bats her eyes when some little boys run by. That does not bother me one bit. It's completely normal. All right? It's completely normal. But here was the first thing. Here was the first thing that... I would have questioned if I didn't know Trey Boone. Number one, where's he go to church at? Where's he go to church at? Well, he goes over to such and such, such and such. He goes over to, to um, they go thrive. Well, they go over to the river. Well, you just need to go ahead and take his number out your phone and tell him not even to correspond with you anymore. Why? Because they're unequally yoked together. What fellowship have we with that? What fellowship have we with? Church, I'm giving you the Bible tonight. What fellowship have we with that? Well, he goes to Concord Baptist Church in Burnsville, North Carolina. Bradley Boone's his pastor. Well, number one, I know it's a solid fundamental church like we are. They're of like faith. They King James only. Amen. I said the King James only. Amen. I still ain't changed my mind about the King James, and I ain't going to change my mind about it. They King James only, so I know they sound doctrine. Number two, I was going to ask her this, and I have. Is he saved? Is he saved? Yeah, well, when did he get saved? If I'm not mistaken, it was in 2016 during that revival that they had in Burns with that right. He got saved during that meeting. Matter of fact, him, his daddy, his brother Bradley Boone that's preached here, him and his daddy was at the store the other day in town and there was one of those pharisaical preachers came in and said all these people saying that they having revival and y'all say y'all had that big meeting in 2016. He said, where's the proof of it now? No, Trey, he's pretty calm. He don't say nothing. But he stayed up and he said right here's the proof sir I got saved in and I'm still in church so that would be the first questions that I would have for her in talking to a boy you say why because her courtship should be based off the word of God I, look y'all can holler amen act like you like it because I'm going to preach it whether you do or not it's going to be based off the Word of God. It's going to be based off of it. What did the Bible say about it? The Bible said that we're not to be unequally yoked together. It's not just a courtship, but church, I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 I will... Um, 
there is, uh, I, I'm not going to call no names because I don't know who all's watching, but there is a, uh, 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 a show that comes to Wilkes County every year in the name of Christianity. And it's a big show and, and there's thousands of people that comes to it in the name of Christianity. And the word came that they would like for the Foothills Youth Choir to open up at it. And I just say this, their music is way different than what our music is. Matter of fact, if you close your eyes, you probably wouldn't even know that it was supposed to be gospel music. And I sent word back that that was not our crowd and we would not be coming. There comes a time, I'm trying to help us tonight, church, there comes a time when you have to draw a line. There comes a time when you say, no, I am not going over that line. I am not yoking up with that. I am not being a part of that. I am not taking my church to that. I am not taking my youth group to that. And here's the reason why. The Bible plainly instructs us to be separated from that crowd. That crowd is the world. It's what that crowd is. Listen to what he said in John 17. This is verses 14 through 19. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sake I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. And you know what God's saying to us right here? Here's what he's saying to us. He's saying that he sent us into this world. And he says, I find this interesting, Brother Ryan. He says, I don't pray that you'll take them out of the world. Our place is in this world, but not of this world. What did he say? Here's what he said. He said, sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy word, that's the word of God, is truth. That word sanctifies this. To separate from profane things and dedicate to God. It also means to purify initially by renewing, watch this, of the soul. By renewing of the soul. Let me tell you the reason a lot of people have a problem with sanctification because their soul has never been renewed. Amen. Amen goes right there. Listen to what he said. He said, sanctify them. You know what he's saying to us? He's saying this to us tonight, church, that we're to be separated from the world. If we're of the world, we're the enemy of God. If we're not of the world, then we're not the enemy of God. Amen. 
So I ask you this question, are you the enemy of God? You say, well, preacher, you know, we've got to go here, or we've got to go there, or we've got to do this, or we've got to do that to win the world. I disagree with you. Because here's exactly what the Bible said in 1 Peter chapter number 2, verse number 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We're a royal priesthood tonight. And a holy nation. Watch this. A peculiar people. A peculiar people. That you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous grace. We're a peculiar people. Why? Because we have been called out of darkness. Everybody awake tonight? We've been called out of darkness. We're not of darkness no more. I'm not, I'm not supposed to look like the world. I'm not supposed to dress like the world. I'm not supposed to act like the world. According to the Bible, I'm to be a peculiar person. Well, preacher, I'm just not going to make my daughter dress like that. Or I'm not going to make my, my son dress like that because the world will look at them cross-eyed. That's the way they're supposed to. That's the way they're supposed to. Yeah, man, Brother Jonathan, that's good preaching. That's the way they're, we're not supposed to fit in, Brother Tim. We're supposed to be different. Think about this with me. He said this in Jude chapter number 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Earnestly contend for it. That was once delivered unto the saints. Can I just remind you of something? They spend people die so that we could have what we have today. If you've never read the little book, it's a small book, it's called The Trail of Blood. You need to get it and read it. William Tyndale died and was burned at the stake so we could hold a King James Bible in our hand tonight. And you know what the scriptures tell us tonight? Not that we should earnestly compromise from the faith. Hello, Tokyo. But that we should earnestly contend for it. I looked that word earnestly up and here's what it means. It means eagerly with real desire. We should have a desire to protect what our forefathers fought for. That word contend is this. It's to strive, to use earnest efforts to obtain or to defend and preserve. You know what he says we're supposed to do? We're supposed to, we're supposed to, to defend and preserve the faith. We're supposed to protect it. If the Lord doesn't come back one day, I'll die. And when I die, I hope my children will still be alive and they'll have children. And when they have children and their children has children, there's going to need to be somebody that's going to stand for what's right. 
And you know the way that they're going to be able to do that is if my generation earnestly contends for the faith. If I protect the old time way. Amen. I still say long live old time religion. Long live old time religion. That's exactly right. Can I tell you something tonight? There's one of two things you're doing. You're either contending or you're compromising. There's no in-between in this thing. There's no in-between. You're either contending or you're compromising. And here's what he said. He said that we earnestly contend for the faith. Now watch this. Our text verse says this. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? When I first read that, Brother Aaron, it, it caught me off guard the way he starts this verse. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. He is speaking about somebody that is not being faithful to their marriage. He is speaking about someone cheating on their spouse. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Say amen. That's what he's talking about. But who is he talking about? He's talking about the bride of Christ. That's who he's talking about. He's talking about you and me that's saved tonight. And here is what he is saying. When I yoke up with the world, then I have an affair on God. When I yoke up with those that's not what I am, somebody give me a witness right there. Then I am cheating on Jesus Christ. That's exactly what he's saying. He's saying, you adulterers and you adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Matthew 6, 24 says this. He says, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. Do you know what he's saying to us tonight? Here's exactly what he's saying to us tonight. Here's exactly what he's saying to us tonight. He's saying that you're either living for God or you're not living for God. He's saying you're either serving God or you're not serving God. He says you're either a friend of the world or you're not a friend of the world. There's no, there's, there's no, I, I've, heard, I, I, I've heard this, preacher, I'm just not as close to God as I used to be. Well, you're backslid. You're out of God's will. Preacher, I'm trying to do right. Well, then evidently you're doing wrong. Because you're either doing right or you're either doing wrong. And it's real quiet up in the church house tonight, but that's all right. Usually the deepest waters it's still at. You're doing one or the other. I thought about this. I thought about this. He says you're at enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. 
the enemy of God. I want to ask you this question tonight. Are you an enemy of God? Are you an enemy of God? Am I an enemy? You know what I had to do all evening? I had to inventory my life, Brother Tim. I had to inventory my life. I had to see, Brother Dakota, if I was at enmity with God. Because if you're a friend of this world, you're at odds with God. If you're yoking up with an unbeliever, so preacher, we've got to win them to the Lord. I understand we've got to win them to the Lord. And you know that I'll do everything I can do to win them to God. But I'm not going to go sit on a bar stool and drink a cold beer with them to try to get them in the house of God. I'm not, I'm not going to go sit on a pew in some ungodly church, even if it's got a name on it that says they're like us, to win somebody to God. I'm not going to do it. The Bible said, the, hey, the Bible said, the, not the preacher, the Bible said, the Word of God said, be ye not unequally yoked together. That's what the Bible said. That's what the Bible said. Now, I'm going to tell you something. When we start to do it, we become the enemy of God. And here's the very first thing that we'll do. Here's the very first thing that we'll do. We'll try to justify it some way. We'll try our best to justify it some way. Hey, look up in here just a minute. You can't justify sin no matter how you look at it. And when you go against God, you're sinning. When you're a friend of the world, you're at odds with God. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I don't mean this arrogantly, and I don't mean this ugly, but that's the Word of God tonight. And you don't have a problem with me. And if you come to me after church and call me out on something that I said, you don't really have a problem with me. You've got a problem with God because I've done nothing but give you the Word of God tonight. That's all I've done. Here's where it starts. You start trying to justify it. And it'll start with a look. It'll start with a look towards that way. It'll start with, you know what happened to Eve? It all started with a look, Brother Heath. Every bit of it started with a look. Every bit of it started with a look. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened with David. It started with a look. He saw Bathsheba. She saw the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It all started with a look. Tell you what happened with Samson? Started with a look. Started with a look. And if we're not careful tonight, church, if we're not careful tonight, church, if we're not careful, we'll allow, we'll allow the world to creep in our church. Jude said, Beloved, when I gave all diligence, and I've already read this verse, but when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto you. Here's the reason why. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation ungodly men turning the grace of God into lavishness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Why do we earnestly contend for the faith? Why is this so important? I want you to listen to me tonight. 
Why is this so important? Why is it so important that we stay right? Brother Ryan, why is it so important that we hold to the sound doctrine of a King James Bible? Why is that so important tonight? Why is this so important, church, that we earnestly contend for the faith and that, Brother Randy, we watch for creepers in our church? They crept in, those creepers, they crept in unaware. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Wolves in sheep's clothing. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be real honest with you. God will point that wolf out to that man of God. And usually it's the wolves that bow up on stuff like I'm preaching tonight. They crept in unaware. They crept in unaware. And why is this so important? Brother Heath, that we take a stand with our youth group on sound doctrine. Because one day we will be gone. And what we are training them and what we are teaching them now will be what they hold to. Train up a child in the way that they should go. Train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they'll not depart from it. That don't mean that every one of them will get saved, but they'll never forget what mom and daddy instilled in their mind as a young person. They'll never forget that. Are you an enemy with God? Are you his enemy tonight? Man, I, I, I'm just... I'm just being honest with you. If we're not careful, we'll become the enemy of God. Why? Because we let the world creep into our house. We'll let come start playing softly. We'll let the world creep into our children. My children have phone, but I check their phones on a regular basis. I understand that they can, I understand that, that they can hide this and hide, I know all of that. I know all, I understand all that. They can try to hide it. But God sees it. And the truth of the matter is, I know where a little machine is that I can plug it into and I can get everything out of it everything out of it that's ever been on it. Yeah, I check it every once in a while. Parents say this, well, I'm just, you know, my kids just, they just need their liberties. No, they don't. No, they don't. A child left unattended will bring shame to his parents. I'm just being honest with you. I'm being honest with you. I know Madeline can turn her life 360 off. I know Madeline can mess up tomorrow. I understand every bit of that, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do my best to set every roadblock I can. Do my best to keep her away from hell and the things of this world all I can. And if we're not careful, I'm just being honest with you, church, we'll let the world creep into our home 
What did the Bible say? He said they crept in unaware. Unaware. Ain't nothing wrong with TV. But if you're not careful, you'll let the world creep into your home through the TV. There ain't nothing wrong with a video game. If it's not got a bunch of profane, lang profane language on it. And the last thing we need to be in instilling in our young boys' minds is a bunch of killing. But if you're not, if you're not careful... Two and o'clock in the morning when you're in the bed asleep, the demons of hell will be crawling in your youngins through a, a controller from a gang console. That's exactly right. They crept in unaware. So you know what it's our place to do? It's our place to earnestly contend for the faith. It's our place to not be the friend of the world. I said this last night, and I'll say it again tonight because I'm going to do it again tonight. But Tim, the Lord kindly put me under conviction for watching TV at night. I'm just being honest with you. At night, I would sit down, and I, that's the way I would unwind a lot of times. I done got another message picked out tonight, Brother Ryan, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to Bluetooth it to the TV, and I'm going to watch, it. I'm going to watch preaching. Oh, preacher, you're just going overboard. Well, say whatever you want to say. I don't want to be an enmity with God. And when you become a friend of the world, when you yoke up with the world, when you yoke up with the things of the world, when you yoke up with the churches of the world, <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. If you want a lily-livered coward for a preacher that don't have a backbone, go find somebody else. I am going to stand on that Bible right there. And when I see families in our churches starting to go the wrong direction, I'm going to preach what God says preach. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to preach it. If it means that I have to move back to East Bend and work 70 hours a week on a public job to make ends meet, and not pastor this church anymore. That's exactly what I'll do. I'm not threatening nobody with nothing. I'm just stating a fact. I'm not changing. I'm not changing. 13 years ago, it's the way I started. And if I go out tonight, it's the way that I'll go out tonight. By the grace of God, I'll be like Brother Sammy one day. I said, by the grace of God. Without the grace of God, I won't. But by the grace of God, I'll be like Brother Sammy one day. A lot of y'all don't know him, but some of us do. I'll be like Brother Sammy one day, Brother Matt, and I still have my suit and tie on, and I still have a King James Bible in my hand, and I'll still be preaching. Amen. By the grace of God, I'll be like Brother Don Collins sitting over there in a nursing home one day. I'll still have a King James Bible in my hand, and I'll still be preaching. By the grace of God, when I get 67 years old, I'll still be like my daddy. I have no intentions of yoking up with the world. Amen. No intentions of it. You know me, you know I love the sinner, you know I'll do anything I can do to reach the sinner, but there comes a time, church, when you draw a line and there's just some things I'm not going to do, Brother Ryan. 
I'm not, I'm not going to do. I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry when I go to family events about my family drinking because uh, the biggest part of both sides of my family are preachers and go to the house of God. But if they did, Brother Joe, I would not go to it. There's a line you got to draw, Brother Dakota, and you're fixing to get married, and we'll talk about all this with Kelsey. Not with Lacey, but with Kelsey. But you're going to have to make a decision. And you're going to have to draw some lines on some things that you and your wife will do and won't do. Some people that you and your wife will go out with and that you won't go out with. And it may cost you some so-called friendships. It may cost you some so-called hardships. But you know what? I'd rather sit at the house with my little wife and my children and watch Andy and Barney than I would go hang out with a bunch of drunks somewhere. You're at enmity with God. You're at enmity with God. And we become no longer the friend of God when we get there.